0: Joining me on the show today is artist Minnie James. Now, you might recognise his voice as Minnie James wrote, produced, and performed the Schofield Stories intro and outro song, Breakout. It was a great experience to interview Minnie as he talked about what impact music has had on him, the struggles he's faced with music and mentally, and what he hopes to achieve in the future even though his stage name is Minnie james it was a great opportunity to get to know the real james and i'm sure you'll feel the same
1: too yeah it's insane because when people send you hate and stuff they never realize how how much work you've put in to get to where you are even if it's not where they expect everyone to be or where you expect yourself to be, you still put in all this work. Like, for example, you put in all this work to get to where you are with your podcast and with your stutter. And um, I've put in all this work to improve my production, my writing, my presence on a track. So it's very, it's a shame that people don't see that. And I think that's one of the reasons I came on here is because people, all people see is the guy in the high school that was into music and now he's doing it. A little bit better than people expected.
0: Welcome to the Schofield Stories Podcast, unmasking masculinity and mental health. Join me, Calm Schofield, as I work to strike the stigma surrounding men suffering from mental health. Every episode, a new inspiring guest will share his story. And this episode is no different. Welcome to The Scope For The Stories. Let's get started. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank
1: you. I'm excited to be here.
0: So why don't you start off by introducing yourself a little bit to my listeners and where they might have heard your voice before.
1: Um, my name is James Houston. People know me as Minnie James. I am an artist that's, I like to represent Leeds. Uh, people could have, could have heard me on, well actually on, on your podcast, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, the intro and outro, that's you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's me. So I guess there's some fami- fam- familiar, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is. You know what I
0: mean? Familiarity. Familiarity? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. I don't know what word you no.
1: mean. I'm the guy that writes the lyrics, but I don't know how words work. <laughs> <laughs> so, should be interested.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, thank you for being here. As obviously, um, my listeners will know your voice from the intros, the outros, but yeah. does this love music come from?
1: um many different places from where I was brought up with all different like the obvious ones where everyone's brought well not everyone but a lot of Michael Jackson those because you just hear a lot of how into it they are and it's not they're not there for the money they're there for the love of music and you see that and you're like I want to be like that Do you know what I mean it's just the love of it it's it's very contagious. That's the right word.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And when did it turn from something you, you know loved, something you were into, to something that you mm. actually wanted to
1: do? Oh, that, that's an interesting one. Because when I was a kid, I always like <laughs> enjoyed being like not the center of attention, but being in the spotlight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I liked taking people out of reality as as a person because obviously this i i know this podcast is very focused on the mental side of things yeah and a lot of it when i was a kid i used to like want to make people laugh all the time because i knew i always knew that like how tough things can get with people so i was like i was trying to be like the uh the relief of it and then that turned into something more when, around the age of 15, I lost my granddad. So my mum, she was like, oh, write down how you're feeling. So I did, and then in, at the time, we were doing poetry in English. So I started doing poetry. I was like, okay, it's fun, and it also helps me relieve feelings. And then, this is, this is going to sound really weird, but when I was watching, have you seen Ali G before?
0: Yeah, I've seen
1: the feel, yeah. Yeah, and the intro is Straight out of Compton by NWA. And I heard that, I was like, you yeah, know, that sounds so good. So I did some research on NWA and I was like, I really like this kind of music. So I was like, why don't I try write rap? And at first it was like a joke. I was like, guys, look, I wrote a rap song and they were like, oh, come here, let's have a look. And it started off as a joke and I was like, I really got into it. And I started listening to like Eminem. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and I was like, I'm really liking it, and it's really fun to see how these words can work with other words and mean different things, and, but mean other things at the same time. I was just so, I found, that's where I found the love of it, and it turned into a passion, and it's just, oh, I love it.
0: You know, just from the way you're talking about it, you can tell that, that it means yeah. a lot to you. You, know, you really can't tell how much it means to you, and that, oh, that's not a long it. time ago. You know, a lot of people no, say they they've always been singing, rapping, whatever. You know, that's yeah. only a couple of years ago. So in the grand scheme of things, you're still in the early days, you could
1: say. Exactly. And a lot of the time when I do research on artists, they're always like, oh, I've been doing this since I was four years old. And I'm there and I'm like, oh, no, I might not be able to do this. I'm, I'm very late, but it doesn't matter when you start. That's the thing that really got me because I've made a lot of progression in such a short time, not to be big headed, but I know my own abilities now. Yeah. And I kind of know my what I can do and what I I'm weaker at. Not what I can't do, but some the weaker stuff I can improve in. It's not like I can't physically do it. That's that's just what you gotta do. You gotta take that and be like, I'm not so good at producing, but I will still give it a go, learn from other people. So yeah, it's it's all about the steps, not about the fall
0: if that oh, makes sense. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And When yeah. was it that you actually thought, Donald, this is what I want to do prop, because obviously you are writing, producing, all this now, you've hmm. you got songs out. When was the time you thought I'm actually going to do this seriously as well as just on the side, you could say?
1: It was around the time just before college. It was around the time just after GCSEs, because it, the... it was around the time uh, <laughs> because... At high school I was I felt a bit like an outcast because right. I, I wasn't I was like one of those kids that was not they were more practical than academical ac- ac- yeah. academical I feel like that isn't that doesn't sound right but it makes I, I, sense I, yeah okay. <laughs> so uh, a lot of the teachers they were like oh you can do this and I'm like I know but I really struggle with Keeping my mind set on this certain thing. All I wanted to do, like, when it, I know this sounds really bad, the only thing I revised for in GCSEs was maths and English, because I knew that they were the most important things. And all the other times I was supposed to revise for others, I'm not going to lie, I was writing lyrics.
0: Well, <laughs> at least you've got maths and English.
1: so bad. But, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if I make it, it'll be a fun story to tell like a talk show and be like, ah, I did this and good job. But at the moment, it's still like working out. So I'm like, maybe that was a good thing, maybe it was a bad thing. But at the moment, it's a good thing because it got me to where I was now. Because the lyric department in the music industry is what's given me the confidence to take other things and be like, I can work on this if I try hard enough, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. So, is this what you're doing full time now? Is this what you're putting all oh, your yeah. eggs into, you could say?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because after college, I went into a media course. Because at first, I was like, I was worried about going into music. Because I was like, if I do a music course, maybe it'll happen where it becomes work and not fun. And I was really yeah. worried about getting sick of it. Because then, if I lose music, what do I have? So after media, I was like, I need to really go for it. So I, I took a two-course, two-year course in music, and obviously there's there's been some aspects where I've struggled and been like, I'm really having trouble here. But for the whole, the idea of it and what's what's what I've learned and who I've met, it's opened up so many doors. That I'm so thankful for, and that's important.
0: I definitely, and you know. When you said about being thankful, I think that's important in whatever industry, whatever journey you want to take, you need to stay humble. You need to remember where you've come from, what's got you to where you are now. Yeah, exactly. That's really
1: important. And that goes to like anyone listening now that does music and feels a bit, oh, can I do it? Can I not? The thing that got me, because you know when everyone says, oh, it just takes a couple of years to work on and then you get better. Yeah. When I did the writing, because I, I was writing for like three years before I released proper music. yeah. And that that really showed me, it was like, oh, so it's true. So that showed me that if I work on other things for three years or possibly less, I could get to where I'm at with my writing, but with other things. So if you work on one thing, it's like, it's like the whole hurdle thing. Once you get over that first hurdle, you can see all your other goals properly. And then you're like, I can really do this.
0: As arguably, that's the hardest part. Just getting over that first hurdle, getting yeah. getting started is always the hardest thing. So how oh, yeah. did you find making that decision to actually, because obviously you know, music is it's not the most stable of industries. No. So how did you find making that decision?
1: It's very tough because obviously when when you're doing music, your family and your friends, they just think, oh, it's just a phase, just a phase. It'll probably go into something different in a couple of years. So it's like the whole proving to yourself that it's not a phase, taking it seriously, and then proving to other people it's not a phase. But the problem with proving to other people is that you'll prove people that don't want you to succeed it's not a phase. And then they'll be like, right, I'm not doing as well as him I've got to bring him down to where I am and that's where you get a lot of people sending you hate messages and being so I don't know about podcasts but I don't but with music I do get a lot of people messaging me from high school and stuff being oh your music isn't that good it's really bad but then when I take a step back and think what have they done not to be big-headed or anything but they haven't got on anywhere close to where they wanted to be, from what I remember them saying. So it's more of jealousy than anything. And that's one thing you've got to learn. Well
0: definitely, well what we well. always we'll say is you haven't made it until you've got those haters. You know, that actually
1: you know exactly. we'll
0: say you know bad publicity is good publicity and all that, you know, unless there's someone oh, yeah. criticizing you, trying to take you down then you haven't made it real, is what I think. Everyone yeah, exactly.
1: Says. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's like a love it or hate it kind of thing. Sometimes when you when I get hate, I'm like, oh, bring it on. Let's see what he's got to say. And sometimes it's just, it's not valid. It's just like, oh, you're crap. You're you're not good. I'm trying to be really clean here. I'm not trying to swear, but so if you want to swear, you can.
0: I think. I, I've never had a clean app, as I don't think, so it's
1: fine. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I mean the reason why music I don't smoke is because it, it helps me. I feel like it could help attract more generations. It's so like, for example, if a parent heard my music and was like, oh, this guy's good, they might actually recommend it to their kid. I that sounds crazy, but it's always a possibility. But yeah, anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, I can completely agree with that because there's so many kids who like rap music but can't get an album, can't listen to it exactly. because of the language in it. So yeah, that's a yeah. great idea.
1: It's like, if like, I remember, I was listening to Eminem and my mum was like, why? <laughs> like, because I can't like rap along because half of the words are just horrible words. So
0: I, I was like, like
1: if. Oh, yeah. Even, even though he's a good rapper, it still doesn't excuse the fact that when parents hear him technically speaking to his kids about girls and drugs and stuff, it's not, not going to be like, oh, this is good music for you to listen to. Whereas I'm trying to bring in the whole idea of no swearing, because a lot of them say that if, if you don't swear, then you're a bad rapper. And I'm like, that's not true. What makes you a good rapper? I, I do it I don't just do it because of that, because I like to prove to people that I don't have to use these swear words to string along a sentence. Cause to me it proves skill, if that makes sense.
0: Oh yeah. It does. And if we just quickly go back about when you get these comments, how do you oh, deal yeah. with them? How do you deal with oh. you know everything that comes
1: with what you're doing? it really depends on what your mental state is at the time for example if like you know when you have like one of those days where it's just everything's going bad and you get that and you're just like i just want to finish this day right now and it doesn't matter what time of the day it is but it just makes you want to stop everything like i've had times where people have messaged me and i've been like i want to quit music go into accounting or something (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) But sometimes I'm just like I'm really in the zone of making my music, and I get that. And I'm like, think what you think. I'm doing. I'm doing my own thing. I'm starting to make money from this. So, and to me, that's not. It's not a brag. It's more like I'm turning this into a profession, not a hobby. And that to me, that's a brag, not the money. It's the the um, the principle. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why
0: you're doing it. Surely. Yeah. Exactly. Also I'm not doing the it for music, music as well, but. It's specifically oh, yeah. what you want to do with your life. Yeah,
1: Because obviously, I love the music, but you can't survive off love of music, if that makes sense.
0: I oh, know. So, not just when you get the negative reactions, but mm. when times do get tough, when they get challenging, how close have you come to thinking, "Oh, you know, why am I doing music?
1: Uh p- so many times like um it's it's around the time where you're starting to jump over that first hurdle so like everything's really tough you're trying to figure it out you're like can i do this Can I not and then when you get the hate messages you're like oh no but other than the hate messages the times when you really think is when you hit those hurdles like for example when i first started doing music this was before i went to college and met all these people because at the time, I didn't have a Mac, I couldn't produce, I was just writing. And at the time, I didn't even know what what a type beat was. So basically, if you typed in, like, a I don't know, a Eminem type beat on YouTube, it'll come up with, with a beat that you're paying money for, and you can use it anyway. You right. can call it whatever you want. And I didn't even know that existed. So I was struggling. I was like, how do I do this? I want to make music I'm so excited to make music I, I can write just what do I do and that's where the benefit came in of doing going into college and doing media because my mate and I the guy one of the guys that I met Alex he uh, invited me around to his once and then we started playing music like Biggie and all that just just bouncing playing Halo and Star Wars and uh, yeah. just just full-on like growing out and then like the song came on and it wasn't a song. It was a tight beat. And I was like, I didn't know if this happened. Like, so I went home that night and I started typing in type beats. And uh, I don't know, like NF type beat, Eminem type beat and tried freestyle. And I was like, wait, I can use this for a song so I can put it out. And then, so it started from there. I started using tight beats and I made this uh, uh, EP called Vent, just like, talking about mental health and stuff yeah and then so then I had like a little platform I was like at the point where people could listen to my original music here where I'm at and that was quite early on that was like so I started writing in like year 10 and that must have been around one of the holidays of college so that was like two years in of writing and then after media when I like figured out I was like music is what I want to do and I met these other people, which one of them I work with frequently. He's called Brandon. People know him as Beach 99. And he, uh, he produced, well, what I do now, because I managed to get a keyboard, I got Logic, which is what I learned is what I needed from taking music at college. So that's one of the steps that I needed. Yeah. And then I met him and we just, you know when you meet someone and it just clicks, no anxiety around them, you just, you're just really good. And it's within like the first week of knowing him, you just like proper having a good laugh for people. And it's like that kind of energy is what you need. Like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think and, with
0: anything, you know, if you meet people like yeah. that, then run with it, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah. And uh, he, he's always been really positive with my music. If he, if he doesn't like it, he'll just be like, you can probably do better. He won't be like, oh, that's crap. Do something else it'll be crit it'll give me criticism that's constructive so he he's always been good to come to when i'm like what do i do with this do you think this is good and then it got to the point where he was he started producing his own stuff so now i like I compose everything on my piano and just try and do everything i can on my own and then i always call him or meet up with him and then he like helps me touch things up and then he may he's really good at making it sound really professional and i'll always give him props for that he's yeah he's been really good yeah
0: yeah how much has that helped having someone there you know to have that sort of support with and not dependency just on your app but sort of to work together depend on each other and yeah move forward with someone really for a bit extra
1: I love it because we're, we're both in like very similar positions. So if if I get hate, I now message him and be like, yo, this guy said this, what do I say? And he's just like, just ignore it. Who cares what he thinks? He's not doing you. You're doing you. Do, do what you want to do. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. And sometimes I know that, but sometimes when it comes from someone else that's in a similar position, that's what gives you the kick to be like, yeah screw that guy i don't I don't need him. he's not my friend anyway, and it really helps like it's really important more than people realize you need to get that circle that's supportive, not necessarily uh people that like your music or like your podcast or like the art that you do, but if they're supportive, it shouldn't matter. so like if I was to send it to a mate and they were like. Oh I'm not a fan of it but I really I'm really proud of where you're coming with this. That's that's what like lifts you up and I imagine that's the same with you when it comes to podcasting.
0: Oh yeah really like I've got some mates who listen to every episode. Some yeah. mates who don't listen but it's not their thing but still support me ask about it it's not like you know, yeah. one of my best mates He listens to all of them. He gives me feedback on all of them. And, you know, if I've done something, not wrong, but if if there's room for improvement, he'll say, oh, maybe you could have done that. And he'll let me know what he thinks of each episode so I can move forward. And it's like, yeah, it does help a lot. The other people you need, you you need need the people who will tell you where to improve as well. You don't want to be surrounded by yes men.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I know just... Because if you do something wrong, and they're like, oh, that's sick. And you'll be like, well, maybe I should keep doing that. And you won't realise. But when when they're like, maybe don't try that, you'll leave that. And they're like, try this. And that could set you on the path of better things. And it's like that little thing. It's just, it's very important, especially in industries like this.
0: It really is. Um, Moving on slightly, how is music benefited your mental health as i know we've spoken a few times about this but it's what it meant really to be
1: really weird like i know this may sound really weird but the reason why i have a different name like the reason I, my stage name is Midi james and my normal name is james houston is because when i see someone that i'm not i'm not familiar with but they know me from my music and they come up to me and be like oh it's Midi james that gives me a huge ego boost So it's like, they know me from music. And if they know me from music and I don't know them, that means I'm doing something right and my music's getting somewhere. And although it's an ego boost, it's still, it'll make my day. Like say if I'm on a night out and I bump into someone while just having a good drink with my mates and they're like, oh, you're Minnie James. I've heard your music. It's good. That will set me for the rest of the night and just be like, I'm Mini James. My music's good. You know what I mean? I do. Even if if you believe in yourself, no matter how much you believe in yourself, someone coming up to you and saying that will always boost your mood. Not even necessarily your ego, because sometimes the mood comes with the ego, or the ego comes with the mood. It works one of the ways, but I'm not sure yet. (laughs) Uh,
0: I can imagine that. But as much like as you as much as you believe in yourself, having that extra boost is brilliant. And how yeah. much do you believe in yourself? You know, we're getting quite personal now. How much do you believe yeah. in yourself and like your self-confidence, etc.?
1: It's very off and on, I'll say. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like I can do it. I can I can make it to the Grammys. I can meet all these people. Cause sometimes you really see a path, but sometimes when you're on like one of those dark days, you think. Oh, there's, I can't improve. I'm not, it's not like I'm so good, but it's just like I don't see any more steps to getting closer to my goal. And that that can be quite a a tough day. But sometimes you can just brush it off and be like, oh, I'm just being stupid. But sometimes you really dwell on that. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you do that too sometimes, I imagine. You're just like, Oh yeah, oh, how am I supposed to get these guests? And and I imagine, because it's the same with me, because I sometimes think, how am I supposed to get all these features and get all these beats when I can't get a job, or it's just stuff like that, just like the little things that you need when you're starting out so it's quite tough, but it's, it's just like part of the big hurdle, that's all it is you know, because, you know, when you're
0: starting out anything it, that's the challenges you will face, you know, especially in the early days, just Laying those foundations, mm. building up, it's yeah. a long journey. You can't expect yeah. things to happen instantly. Obviously, if chances come, take them, but you can't expect it, it to be really successful, mm. not even over the first few years. You know, it, it takes oh, yeah. years on years to actually, not even, it takes your work, doesn't it? It does how much you're willing to commit to it and dedicate, really.
1: Yeah. Like a good example would be Eminem because apparently he blew up when he was 27, so if you put that in perspective, that's quite an old age for a rapper especially nowadays because rappers are blowing up when they're like 18 and that, so when I'm like, oh these people that are like younger than me now are getting big I I straight away think Eminem was 27, I've still got at least 8 years until I, I hit that peak probably not even that I don't know so it's tough. It's just it's all about who surrounds you because they can they can put you on the right path. They can just be like, what you're stressing about, you've got this. And then you just be like, you're right, what am I doing? And sometimes you can just do it yourself. You can just be like, just look at what you've done. Because a lot of the times I listen to my old, old music, like the vent EP that I did a couple of years ago. And I'd be like, I've I've come I've come a long way. So it does help. There's all these different techniques you can use. And I never stick with one because sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it works. Do you, know what mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to keep a track on things, but you make but it's it definitely work. important you to
0: reflect. Like, you know, when you look back oh, yeah. at your old music, as I'm saying, like, I look back on a little podcast episode, or even before that, I look back at videos of my speech when my stutter was very bad and thinking... Yeah. And now I'm having, well, this is my fourth interview today. Yeah, and like exactly. Twelve months ago, I couldn't even say my own name, and that's that's what keeps it, you going, especially at the art oh, time. Yeah. And you probably find it the same, realizing yeah. how far you have actually come and giving yourself a bit of credit.
1: Yeah, it's insane because when people send you hate and stuff, they never realize is how how much work you've put in to get to where you are, even if it's not where they expect everyone to be or where you expect yourself to be you still put in all this work like for example you put in all this work to get to where you are with your podcast and with your store, and i've put in all this work to improve my production my writing my presence on a track so it's very it's a shame that people don't see that and i think that's one of the reasons i came on here is because people all people see is the guy in the high school that was into music and now he's doing it a little bit better than people expected so they feel the need to bring me down because they're not a little bit better went than where other people expected them to be if that makes sense
0: yeah absolutely as people like that are clearly not accepting in themselves and where they're at because they will not feel mm, the exactly. need to bring other people down yeah And it's as easy as that,
1: really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And the reason why people bring other people down is to make them onto their level. Like, they're obviously not happy with where they are, like, whether they wanted to be an artist themselves or do podcasts or something. They're obviously not at the level that they want them to be. And they see other friends supporting them. Like, the, the us, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. And they they get jealous of that they either get jealous of the support that they give us, or they get jealous of where we 're at numbers or even mental health, like if you see someone at the in the street and they're like really happy they're not drinking or anything, they 're just having a good time. sometimes you can see them and be like, "I wish I was that happy," and that sounds really sad, but that can drive the jealousy as well, and that's what causes hate and it's it depends what kind of person you are as well. I don't know.
0: No, no, it, it does. It does. Is, you know, you need to give yourself a bit of credit and be happy with where you're at, be happy with where you're going, or you know, jealousy will come back, won't they? You know, and it will affect you. And even oh, yeah. if you're not a bad person, jealousy and being envious of other people can make your what you do bad really not not you as a person but can make some of your actions for example negative
1: exactly it's like uh, they're all human instincts isn't it really yeah so you can't blame someone for being a little bit jealous because we've all been there it's just learning from when you're at that point and when you get out of that point you look back and you think i've got to learn from that and if you learn from that then that can help your self-control so it's quite important to learn as well. That's why looking back and reminiscing is important, because you might you might look back on podcasts and see something that you may didn't see and be like, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that" or something. Like I would do that with music and be like, "That rhyme scheme's a bit, it's too easy." Or so like sometimes when I listen to all music, I'm like, "I wish I could just remake it now and just make it perfect," but that. That's life, isn't it? Not everything's perfect. It's
0: about how you use it. It's about not the Mm. outcome as such, but it's about the action. As you know, you could look at someone who is slightly better off than you in whatever way that is, Mm. and you can either use it as an ambition or you can use it as a pushback of anything. And it's exactly when you look back at what you've done, you could think, Oh, I could have done that better. So either you use that to move forward and use that to improve, or you use that as, I'm not very good, but I didn't do that right. and It's just where your mindset. Exactly.
1: It's like, if you saw someone that was doing pretty well in your town, and you were like, are you gonna be the guy that walks up and goes, congratulations, you've been doing great, or being like, oh, you're not that good. You're not as good as people say you are. It all depends on what you say. Because in my opinion, when I see someone doing that good, I wanna surround myself with their energy not surround myself with their success necessarily but surround myself surround myself with their energy because their energy is what is one of the reasons they got to that point and not not use them but because i get along with a lot of people that have similar ambitions to me whether it's in doing podcasts or doing art or even music because I, I try my hardest not to see people as competition. Like, for example, my mate Brandon, when I see him doing well, I message him and be like, you're doing, I'm really proud of you. You're doing amazing. Whereas some people would see him and be like, you're not that good. You shouldn't be earning money from doing this. You're not that good. Whereas it's wrong. And it, and it doesn't matter whether they're wrong or right. They still they still like they don't care about facts. And that's what I've learned. That's one of the things. It's like one of the, you know, like when you're having an argument with a with a football fan and their team isn't doing as well. And you're like, but we've done this and we've done that. And they're like, I don't care, we're still better. Do you know what I mean? It's like that.
0: yeah. I think we've all been there, but football is the one thing that turns me into a bastard, really, is the only way I can describe it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only thing. I can't think (laughs) of the more appropriate word, to be honest.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, you're... I mean, I don't know you too well, but you using my song and you bringing me on shows me that you're really... uh, We have similar energy when it comes to our passions. And to me, that shows that you are a good person. I know that sounds... Yeah, exactly. And um and that's the point, isn't it? That's the uh, whole everyone has a bad has a bad has a bad side. Is that uh, is that what we are I can't really I don't really know how to put that in words. No, but I no, think you know what sense. I mean. Yeah, but it's human, isn't
0: it? it surely it shows that you're doing well as well, because if I didn't like the song, you know I would have had no qualms about not using it. You know, exactly because I I, I you, know, you want the best for what you do. Yeah. So if I exactly. thought it wasn't very good, I wouldn't have used it, but I'm looking for the best, and it fitted perfectly, and that's why I use it. So
1: Yeah. And I, I take my music very seriously. So when when you asked me to do the song, I was like, I've gotta create this song and make it perfect. But then at the time, like currently I'm working on this project called A Breath of Self-Care, and it's all about taking a step back realizing where you're at and being like i'm doing okay i need to respect myself more and that's basically what it is and the song breakout which i don't know when it's going to be released is but i thought because i was working on that at the time and also trying to work on a song for you and i was listening through the song that i was i was listening through breakout and i was like wait this the whole idea of this song would be perfect for your podcast Because the whole idea of breakout is basically admitting that you're in a prison. Because if you don't admit that you're in a prison, you can't get out. Like, you're in a cage. It's like a mental prison. And if you don't say to someone, I'm really struggling, and they help you, you're not going to break out. So that's the whole idea of breakout. And your podcast is focused on, is it mental health? So I thought it was... Perfect, and it's not—it's not hardcore. It's not like, a, yeah, I'm gonna break out this prison. It's more like, it's more like I'm—I'm I'm gonna float a bit, start to realize where I'm at, look at my surroundings, and then, then I can analyze the perfect way to break out. And that's—it's just taking care of yourself, self-care, isn't it? I really
0: is, and you know, the lyrics, the words, is exactly what I'm trying to promote. Where well, that's metaphorically. I find it quite funny that my second guest on this season, he was actually imprisoned for five years in the Indian prison, and it yeah. was so literally relatable as well that I was literally laughing. You know, as the right. intro ends with about you know you've got to be in prison before you can break out, and then we go into an interview about perfect. being in a prison, and it was like yeah. it's so literally right as well. It worked both ways.
1: It's both metaphorical and physical. It's class.
0: Oh, no, it's brilliant. and it's catchy. It's you know, I, I, yeah. I just walk around my house my singer. I don't know enough about you, just walking around singing yeah. that, just like right. any other song you hear every day.
1: And I'm not even gonna lie, that's one of the first songs I like started to dive into a different genre because I, I heard uh, a song by Mac Miller called Good News, and like you, you all hear like Mac Miller rapping and doing his thing, but this song he like took everything and was like I'm gonna switch this up and I, and I heard that I was like I really think I could do something like that so I kind of took that and I was like what would I talk about and the subject just came to me and I was like because at the time I was in quite a tough place you know when you're like contemplating stuff questioning a lot of things and I was yeah. like I just need to break out and that's where it came from and it's the first catchy song I've properly written. So that's, so that's good.: <laughs> Oh
0: yeah, I, I love a song. I, I really do. <laughs> uh, I, I will use it if I do that. It. And it's just yeah, and it's because, you know, we were introduced through a mutual friend, because my, my motto yeah. is, if you don't ask, you don't get. I was exactly. searching something like, has anyone got a friend who actually does good music? You know I don't mean plays a piano in their attic. I mean actually does it properly yeah like, yeah and and it's worked really <laughs> clearly it's yeah. worked now you're sh- sharing your story so yeah
1: yeah i I love it i love talk to- not that I love talking about me, but I love telling people my journey so far because I feel like a lot of people the whole stigma with men 's mental health is really bad the yeah. whole um Oh, you're not a man if if you cry and stuff like that, that really gets under my skin. Like I, I don't care. And that, I guess that's re- that's me reaching a place of self-care. Like I, I don't care to the point where I will talk about it in my songs and I will perform it live and possibly get emotional, but that's a good thing to me. Like that, like, I don't obviously I understand the whole, oh whole stigma like i get what people are saying you're not a man but you are you to me you're more of a man if you talk about your feelings because you're owning up you're saying look this is how i'm feeling and it's just say it just air out your feelings
0: yeah that takes a lot more bravery in my eyes
1: oh yeah it does and yeah it's it you can see it both ways can't you like For example, if you're in a bad relationship but you're afraid of losing that someone forever, you don't want to be like, you can't just jump in and be like, look, we can't, I can't do this anymore. Because obviously you don't want to lose that person at all. But you have to do what's best for you. Because obviously if it's unhealthy but you like them, it's it's tough. So obviously you want to hold on to them for as long as possible. Hold on to that feeling of when you first met but that do you know what I mean, it's, it's a very complicated and it's quite a minefield, bit of a maze so yeah, what, what you're saying about it being really tough is, but I feel like if if we promote the idea of it being okay to talk about your feelings because obviously people have grown up with the whole uh, men are men if you can punch hard and do you know what I mean it's?
0: Yeah,
1: it's a hard subject to talk about because you can talk about it, and some people might get the wrong end of the stick. Like they could be like, "Oh, you mean that?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." I'm trying so hard to get it right because, as as a rapper, not, that sounds really, but my own ass. But oh, as funny. like someone, yeah, as someone with well, not really a voice, but someone with the potential to have a voice. I feel like it's important to talk about this stuff but it's also hard to be like talk about your feelings and then saying oh but it's okay if you don't do you know what I mean so the thing is what we need to do as a generation is teach people that are afraid of saying what they think but also teaching them to do it well (laughs) I'm struggling with words here
0: Yeah, but it's a difficult thing to actually put into words as I know from me, I've been on both sides of the equation. I've Mm. been, okay, I'm going to open up, talk about this, but then I've also been, I'm not showing emotion, I'm not showing emotion, I'm going to bottle everything up. Yeah. And because it's very much catch-22, you know, it's heads, you lose, tails, they win. And I'm pretty sure I've used that in all four episodes I've recorded today now. That's my word of the day, it's Catch-22. But it really is. It is sort of...
1: You feel like you're going to
0: lose either way.
1: Yeah. And the whole... uh, The whole man-up thing and stuff is... That's one of the stigmas in it. And it's just like... I don't know. It's such a hard subject to speak on. I don't want to get like political or opinionated.
0: I just gotta normalize it in my eyes. Normalize that. I know a lot a
1: lot with. of um middle-aged men. It's it's tough. It's tough to talk about because you don't you don't want to say one thing and make people think, oh, he he said that, that's wrong. But also it's me trying to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? It's very, oh. But I'm, I'm just trying to, like, if I talk about things through my music, I feel like maybe people will hear that and find it relatable.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure they do As from my perspective, with the podcast, even if I do an episode when mental health is not mentioned at all, means mm. the fact that two men are sat here talking open and honestly is the raising yeah. awareness and normalising. I'm not happy about mental health, but just men talking about anything openly is me doing my bit.
1: Yeah. Like, I can't... I know this, is, this may sound something that just uh, me being into music would do, but a lot of the times when I can't put stuff into words, I would, like, let's like say if I'm talking to my mum about something and she doesn't understand and I'm like, I don't know how to say it, I would be like, this song says it perfectly and play the song, and then whoever made that song has helped me talk about my problems without having to physically talk about them, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does, So it's easier sometimes. Yeah, so that, that's another reason why I do it, is because if, like, when someone's trying to explain to someone, like us say, if they're really struggling with, like, words, or, and they're, they don't know where they're at, and they're just trying to figure themselves out, if they played that person breakout they could be like this this song it kind of helps explain where i'm at so they'll listen to that and they'll be like okay so you're just trying to figure out what you want to do you feel a bit lost like that's what it could do for them and so i i've been in the place where i i struggle to talk about things and it's not even necessarily i don't want to talk about them sometimes it's i don't know how to and yeah but sometimes it is where i just don't want to talk about them because you feel like you could be putting that burden on someone else so it's the whole some people it's it, there's so many different things that come into it it's very hard to like put a finger on yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it, it really is and now that we're coming towards the end of this episode yeah this is a question i, I asked to all my guests what advice would you give to my listeners? I know we covered a lot of crafting advice, but what's your main bit of advice that you would give? This can be music related, mental health related, or just in general, up to you.
1: This is a tough one. I'd probably say the best thing to do is take anything that anyone says to you about what your passion is and try and use it in a, in a positive. If it's, if it's positive, then use it be like for example if i said to you your podcast has really helped me talk about mental health use that as like a boost to be like because that that would motivate you but if if i said to you because this isn't a direct quote i'm not saying this but in a theoretical sense if someone was like oh it's not good then you've got to take that as in like maybe they're doing a podcast and they're they're not getting the guests that they want and you're getting better guests. And, do you know what I mean? It's all about yeah. perspective. And I'm very bad at overthinking and I'm very negative when it comes to thinking, which is one of my downfalls when it comes to mental health. But if you can train yourself to think positively and convince yourself that that is it, even if it isn't, it's all about protecting your mental health. And I'm not saying be selfish, but... It's you and it, you're, you're the one carrying the life, you're the one doing your own thing. So it's all it's all yeah. You just keep doing what you're doing, you'll get there eventually. It's not always bad.
0: Exactly. And I think on that note that's a great way to end the show. You know, thank you for yeah. coming on. As before oh, the show I kinda knew it. you as mini James, but now I feel like I know the actual James as well. So
1: Yeah. That's that's what I wanted to portray, but yeah, brilliant. I am more than happy to come back on another time, maybe in a couple of years, see where we're both at. You know, yeah, I
0: mean, you never know. So definitely, let's give it a few years, and oh. even if I'm not podcasting and you're not making music, we can just do a one-off special to reflect on oh, how we got there. Brilliant.
1: A reunion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, you're brilliant. On that note, thank you so much. Yeah. i really enjoyed this one.
1: Oh, it's been an honour coming on. I've really enjoyed it. First time podcasting, I've loved it.
0: First time podcasting yeah. and who knows what'll
1: happen next. Yeah, cue my song, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Schofield Stories podcast. Without you, my incredible listeners, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So I hope you know how much your support means to me. We're on a mission to strike the stigma and mask masculinity and mental health. And just by tuning in and sharing this podcast, you are playing a key part. Schofield Stories, as always, is proud to support Stop Holding Back, a personal development charity for people who stepped out, a charity and a cause very close to my heart. Finally, if you want more, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and the official Schofield Stories website, theschofieldstories.com. That's all from me today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode, and I can't wait to speak to you again soon. I've been Carl Schofield, You've been listening to us, go for your stories you Bye for now know.
1: Your hostility makes me feel I'm running, running, running away from this I'm getting jealous because I'm so close to this I shuffle, shuffle, shuffle away from it I don't make a fuss where people are hanging on me Sometimes I have to find the GPS So I can't be round. I gotta be in prison before I'm able to break up.